This is The Law School Show. Discovering the person behind the resume. Bringing you their stories and their tips on how to succeed in your legal career. Catch it all here, right now, on The Law School Show. Good day. Chris here for The Law School Show. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because what you need to hear are the words of the lovely Judy Steed. That's coming up. Welcome to episode three of the On Health series. In this final installment, we are discussing mental fitness. Now, at the risk of stating the obvious, a healthy brain is a useful tool for navigating the wilderness of legal academia and in building a long and meaningful career. This episode is about giving you a practice to sharpen that tool. Yes, we are talking about the hows and the whys of meditation and mindfulness. On Health is brought to you in collaboration with LexisNexis Canada. LNC is in the business of providing top-tier legal information and legal research solutions. LexisNexis is a trusted source by the legal community, which includes you, the law student. LNC provides a host of tools specifically geared toward making you better at law school. Now, I personally like the LexisNexis Practice Advisor Canada because it was built to give you what you don't get in law school, the how-to of law. Visit the law school page at lexisnexis.ca forward slash law schools to access free career building resources that will give you an edge. Now, our subject matter expert on the topic of meditation and mindfulness, Judy Steen. Judy is an award-winning journalist and author. Her work led to research in neuroscience and brain plasticity, which ultimately was a springboard into her journey in mindfulness and meditation. Judy has been leading a guided meditation practice for more than a decade. She also teaches courses at Ryerson focused on brain plasticity and mindfulness. Deep breath. Enjoy. Hello, Judy. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. What is meditation? Meditation is a way of simply being present with oneself fully alive in the moment, aware of being present in our bodies and our breath, noticing our thoughts as they float by, like clouds floating by a mountain. And it's a way of um, practicing mindfulness, which again, just means simply being present in the moment. It's an, it's an interesting experience. I, I've meditated before. I've been guided through meditations and I've done meditations on my own where I just sit quietly and try and focus on my breath. But it, it is a very valuable practice I've found to be the watcher of my own thoughts. Is that what being present, or is that part of being present, is being able to almost take a step back and, and watch the thought clouds float by. Yeah, you have identified one of the key benefits of meditation because in developing that awareness of the observational gap where you're able to sit and breathe and then observe your thoughts floating by and learning to observe your thinking patterns without judgment, it can be quite mind-blowing to see you know, what you're thinking about and how thoughts flow and how they change and recognizing that we all have a monkey mind, a very active left brain, 
that produces an endless supply of thoughts. And then the more we learn to observe our thoughts, the more we can develop these uh, the skills that we, we can gain from the mind training aspect of meditation, where we can learn to allow our thoughts to become perhaps a little bit quieter or to not get hooked on our thoughts, to not bite the hook. And then we learn how to come out of the sort of automatic pilot mode that many of us have gone through life, just always thinking, 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 and then never really being present. And it's such an incredible change when we learn to observe our thoughts, as you say, and then we start to become calmer inside, noticing our breath. And then we're truly able to be present in the moment. We're truly able to listen to other people because we're not attached to our inner monologue all the time. And then, of course, the bigger picture is that we calm down and we reduce stress. And then there's that whole beautiful aspect of, of stress reduction and how important that is to us. And, and how important is that for people who are going to be practicing lawyers, right? Oh. That is a stressful job. Very stressful. Um, so I think two of the awesome benefits of meditation you just mentioned are stress reduction and two, having clarity in your focus so that in a challenging job where you have lots of information flowing in, flowing out, where you have a lot of emotional peaks and valleys, or you might experience a lot of frustration or anger or fear, uh, the presence you can develop through a practice of meditation, I think helps you cut through a lot of that instead of being, like you said, pulled around by your thoughts and emotions and ultimately might make you a more efficient and directed practitioner. Um, what are some of the other benefits of meditation that might well, apply to a law student or just anyone in general? Well, you've just identified some very key ones that, that also have a physiological basis to them because mm. as we um, practice these mind training aspects of meditation, um, we, we have learned from neuroscience and brain plasticity that, um, that one of the things we do in meditation is we strengthen the frontal lobes of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, which um, is the executive function of the brain. Mm -hmm. It's the part of the brain that has the capacity for concentration, paying attention, uh, really being effective about making decisions and choices in our own lives, uh, reducing procrastination, not getting hooked on the volatility that might be around us because, because we do develop this very strong concentration in the frontal lobe. So, mm -hmm. so it's, it's important to recognize that in meditation we, we literally are changing the, the function and structure of the brain. That it's an amazing thing to think that what we think and how we think changes the structure of the brain and what we practice grows stronger. That's empowering. Very empowering. Because it means that we can, and the idea that we can make choices about what we think, and that we can, it, it's almost like another way to talk about meditation in a less um, spiritual way is it's kind of like brain gym. 
mm-hmm. that 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 when you really use everything we've learned in neuroscience and brain plasticity about all these different parts of the brain that we strengthen and we activate in meditation and um, and that I mean it's incredible that modern neuroscience is proving that what Buddha spoke about 2500 years ago is now scientifically validated mm-hmm. well that that's why I like the the terms mental health and mental fitness health and fitness when we think about them in the physical sense being things that we would do routinely to improve our health and fitness like running or eating good food well for the brain it's it's about that practice of meditation that is the that is the equivalent exercise that we can perform to reach these benefits but yet also what you've just said is 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 very tied into brain health is exercise and good food mm-hmm. um, I've been at ph- pharmacological conferences where you know the pharmaceutical companies are spending billions of dollars to try to find drugs for dementia for Alzheimer's disease nothing comes anywhere close to having the effect on the brain as physical exercise so any type of physical exercise you do from walking with awareness is a very powerful mm-hmm. way to to strengthen brain function and to become aware of neural signaling from the brain to the muscles um, Norman Dorage and in, uh, in his his work he's of course the great Canadian author the brain that changes itself and the brain's way of healing is his second book but he's been spent the last you know 15 years identifying all these breakthroughs in brain plasticity and how much we can do with the brain through through physical exercise so I mean running is a great thing to do there are many ways to meditate through physical activity and I personally um, I practice and I teach Pilates and I teach it in a mindful way that um, telling people that the most important thing we're doing in exercise is being present in our bodies and paying attention to the muscles that we're we're working and practicing balance because it's all about the neural signaling from the brain to the muscles and uh, which of course is strengthening not just the body but the brain so describe your approach to meditation I've um, I've heard that different people can get the same kind of mindfulness benefits from slightly varying practices. Uh, for example, I, I've heard that it can be as simple as um, sitting in a comfortable position and, and focusing on your breath. And you can count 10 breaths in a row, or as soon as you catch yourself following a thought, you restart the count. And the fact that you have actually watched your thought or, or caught yourself being um, taken away on a, on a thought train is like a repetition. That's a good thing to have noticed. And then you can sort of restart back on the breath and you see how far you go the next time. Um, so what is your approach to meditation? Where did it come from and how has it evolved over the years? Well, I like what you just said. And I think that that many there are many different ways to do it. And even if you were uh, say you are a law student or you're working in a legal office, if you even have four minutes when you're waiting for something, if you can just sit and do what you just said, just close your eyes and follow your breath. 
and just breathe quietly and experience being in your body and, uh, and just be with your breath. That's a beautiful thing to do. So there's, there's many ways to do meditation. As I've already mentioned, physical exercise is, is a way that I love. But, but the guided meditation that I've developed um, grew out of uh, John Kabat-Zinn's work and then really Pema Chodron, the Buddhist teacher, became a major influence for me. But a bigger influence was the work uh, Norman Dorge's uh, work of, about brain plasticity and neuroscience. So I use quite a bit of his language in my guided meditation. His, the famous line, neurons that fire together, wire together, mm -hmm. which, which he uses a lot. Um, I use the language of uh, Jill Bolte-Taylor, a brain scientist who had a stroke. She wrote a book called My Stroke of Insight, which is the best book I've ever read about the actual functioning of the brain. So she's, she's brilliant. And then uh, a neuropsychologist named Rick Hansen wrote a book called Buddha's Brain, again, which is a very practical book about, uh, he combines a neuroscience point of view with Buddhist concepts. So um, I developed a practice that is very specific about going up into the brain. We'll do a little bit at the end of our talk, but just going up into the right brain and then going to specific places in the brain and that by the time we've done the whole guided meditation we have the whole brain lighting up and uh, so for me it's a very good you know back good form of brain exercise back mm -hmm. to our concept so it's combining brain exercise and um, a kind of a self almost like a self therapy it's also self-directed neuroplasticity and um, it's very different from, I guess, the other opposite school of meditation is um, is a school where they're aiming for a completely silenced mind. And so Pema Chodron, the Buddhist teacher I follow, she talks very much that in her approach to meditation, we say, and I say this too, that, that our goal is not to have um, a blank mind. Our goal is to simply be at home with ourselves, resting in our breath, observing our thoughts floating by like clouds floating by a mountain. We want to observe our thinking patterns and we want to accept ourselves in the moment as we are and keep coming back to the breath. And as we do this practice, what happens, this observational gap just grows all by itself and we become better at observing ourselves, observing our thoughts, and the process of observation is what slows us down into the moment and becomes a very powerful tool in daily life about not getting hooked, not getting triggered, and really being able to be present with this strong, the strong frontal lobes of, of having clarity in the present moment, being more effective. Mm -hmm. No, it is so valuable. And... Um... I've done a couple of Judy's guided meditations now, and I've found that it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to almost do a full self-diagnostic as well. Yeah. The, the way that you, you, you guide the meditator through their own body while being anchored on the breath allows you to really feel points of tension in your body and 
perhaps where you're carrying stress. Um, it allows you to get in touch with how fatigued or energetic you are in a particular day. Um, it's allowed me to identify particular thoughts and whether they're anxiety causing. For example, I can see my heart rate react slightly to certain trains of thought, often centered on work. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. For sure. Um, so definitely very valuable. Um, before we go through a short meditation, I, I, I did want to ask one more thing, and that's you. So you, the one school of thought might have as a goal to have a blank mind. I, in my experience as a meditator, it that is extremely challenging. You experience seconds or maybe even a minute of it, um, and as you noted, over time, your your ability to have a quiet mind improves. But is is it? too lofty a goal to tell a beginner or even a novice meditator that you should be striving for a blank mind. Is that why you maybe have taken a slightly different approach to meditation? Yeah, because I what the reaction I get, I've been doing this for 10 years now, and, um, and mo- many people tell me that they like the kind of meditation I do because it is a journey and, and we're concentrating on specific parts of the brain. And, and, and these people will tell me that they've never been able to have the, the blank mind. And so then they felt frustrated and they felt that they were no good and it's they couldn't do it. Yeah. It's discouraging, yeah. And, um, and the thing that happens with, with my guided meditation is that you do, through it, because it's a mind training practice, that over time you do become quieter inside because of this observational gap that we're talking about because you're learning to observe yourself, be present in the moment, have this clarity in the present moment and um, and it and you become quieter inside. I have become much less chatty um, when I travel. You know, I, for instance, I was recently away in Mexico and uh, walking on the beach and one of my friends came up to me and started talking to me about being in Thailand and I and I had to say you know what I'm just so happy to be on this beach in Mexico that I don't want to hear about Thailand right now <laughs> and and it's become a real theme for me about noticing that wherever I am how often people don't want to be where they are and and that I am I've become much quieter just wanting to be present not wanting to talk as much and I now think a lot of the chat that people do is a kind of anxiety to fill the space somehow if you know what I mean I do. And, and so it's really a, a wonderful feeling to feel that dropping away and the pleasure of simply being present in the moment and remembering that Stress, the big issue with stress is when we're hooked on stress and we're grinding into those ruts in the brain, neurons that fire together, wire together, we're flooding the brain with cortisol, the stress hormone, which is toxic to the hippocampus, the part of the brain that produces neurons. 
The cortisol impairs cognitive function in the moment and contributes to the development of dementia long term. It also, the cortisol also harms the immune system in the gut and makes us more vulnerable to disease. So we want to be aware of the brain-gut connection and we want to do everything we can to, to reduce stress in the moment to allow our bodies to thrive and our brains to function more effectively. I love it. Okay, maybe you can take us through a five-minute guided meditation. Sure. That'd be lovely. Let's take a deep breath in and give ourselves permission. Come into this moment. Inhale into our bodies and into our breath. We're slowing down. There's no rush. There's nothing to change. We're simply coming home to ourselves, at ease with ourselves, resting in our breath. Big breath in, fully alive in the present moment. Inhale, filled with loving kindness for ourselves, totally accepting ourselves exactly as we are with all our strengths and limitations. No one's perfect, and that's all right. Deep breath in. Notice the tip of the nose as the air comes into the nostrils, the back of the throat. Inhale, come deeper in the body. Notice the chest rising and falling. Let's go deeper. Notice the belly expanding, the diaphragm. This is the full circuit of the breath, the tip of the nose, the nostrils, the back of the throat chest, the belly. This is our anchor into the present moment. We're always coming back to our breath. Now let's observe our thoughts floating by like clouds floating by a mountain. Our thoughts are neither good nor bad. We've all got an endless supply of thoughts. We've all got an active left brain, a monkey mind. Breathing in, resting in our breath, observing our thoughts, inhale, and if we choose, we can interrupt our thoughts, touch them lightly with a feather, watch them dissolve. Our thoughts have no weight, they're transparent. We don't have to be hooked by our thoughts. We don't have to bite the hook. So come back to the breath, resting in the breath, and now let's glide up smoothly to the right brain. The right brain is literally an oasis of inner peace and contentment in the body, the place of creativity and intuition, the place of bliss. We are tending the garden of our mind, tapping into right brain consciousness. So pause on the threshold. Imagine your favorite place in the world or imagine an oasis thriving in the desert, or simply focus on the right brain. Big breath in, just pausing as we get ready to step into the unknown with a sense of adventure. Everything's in flux, changing all the time, and we are too. We're becoming more comfortable with uncertainty, learning to recognize that in the impermanence of life, we find opportunities for growth and learning. So we're now exploring into the right brain oasis, 
aware of pathways opening up, exploring the unknown with a sense of adventure. And in the distance, in the far right corner of the right brain, we see a beautiful forest bristling with energy. We're drawn magnetically toward the forest, going deeper and deeper into the right brain. We step into the forest, breathing in, into the mystery of life itself. Birds darting, breathe pure oxygen. Big breath in, notice the detail of the trees, the bark, the leaves, the ground underfoot, the roots of the trees reaching out, communicating with each other, connecting, nourishing, breathing in. The roots of the trees are nourishing us. And now we notice the roots of the trees and the breathing in, breathing in. Notice the trees of the forest, the trees of the brain, crystal clear communication among the trees of the forest, the trees of the brain. Crystal clear because we're fully present in the moment. Inhale, there's no confusion, no distraction, no plaques and tangles. Fully present in the moment, breathing in. in the right brain forest. This is the only moment we ever have, the present moment. This is it, here and now. Inhale here, exhale now, breathing in. Now we notice a path leading to the center of the brain, the frontal lobes, the prefrontal cortex. This is the lighthouse of the brain beaming out into the world, the capacity for concentration, paying attention. This is the executive function of the brain. As we strengthen the executive function, as we spend more time being present and mindful, the frontal lobes become stronger and we become more effective in our ability to manage our lives, making choices and decisions. Just feel the frontal lobes beaming out into the world. Big breath in. And now we're just going to glide back smoothly, following the path back to the forest in the right brain, stepping into the forest, Breathing in, the trees are glistening. There's a soft, warm rain. And we're almost dissolving in the soft, warm rain of compassion as we explore the right brain forest, extending into the right brain garden, the oasis, the place of inner peace and contentment, creativity, intuition, the place of bliss. Breathing in resting in our breath, observing any other thoughts floating by like clouds floating by a mountain. Come back to the breath, breathing. And now we're gliding down smoothly, coming back down to the deep inner serenity pool, safe, comfortable, relaxed, settle beside the pool, Breathing in, this is our deep, calm place within, our inner presence, our essence, each of us on our own path. 
This is the source of our authenticity and belonging. Deep down inside the serenity pool, just feel the depth, the calm place within, resting in our breath, deeply grounded in our bodies. Just feel our feet and our hands, breathing in, slowing down, just fully present in the moment, observing our breath, observing thoughts floating by. There's nothing to change. We're simply tapping into our own natural abilities, our own inner resources. We're not reaching outside our bodies for anything, and we're not trying to be anything other than who we are. We're allowing our own true nature to emerge. This is the inner transformation, the inner evolution of our meditation, becoming who we really are, resting in our breath, observing our thoughts, wholly alive in the present moment, breathing in and release and let go. Very nice. Thank you. You're a good meditator. <laughs> You've just been listening to The Law School Show. You can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or at our website at thelawschoolshow.com. If you liked what you heard, like us again on Facebook and get the latest updates from The Law School Show. Career advancing advice right to your earbuds. <laughs>